Hi, this is Elliot Fishman, and welcome to our latest vodcast. And this one's entitled The Triple Rule Out Pros and Cons. And I gave this talk and I prepared it for the SCCT, the Society of Computed Cardiac CT. And uh, I did it just this past weekend. So it was in Denver, and it was a great meeting. And first of all, what is a triple rule out? Most of you or some of you know what it is, but it's a single study where you're trying to exclude the presence of coronary artery disease, defined as stenosis over 50% ruling out or ruling in aortic dissection, and the possibility of pulmonary embolism. So the three main causes of chest pain, trying to do all of them in a single examination. Now, it's something that's been talked about the last couple of years, but if you look at the literature, this is a PubMed search I did in early July, and not a whole lot's been written. There were really 10 articles, and it's interesting, they're clustered in 2009, where the question was, could you do a triple rule out? And 2011, where the question is, is it worthwhile doing? So let's look at some of the features. If you try and do a triple rule out, there's some technical challenges comparing it to just doing a coronary CTA. You need to scan a larger volume, about a third more, which means there's a longer patient breath hold, needs more patient cooperation. There's increased radiation dose to the patient, larger area scanned. And the timing becomes very difficult because you're really trying to scan two different vascular beds that are optimized at different times. The pulmonary artery, which enhances optimally about 10 seconds or so before the uh, aorta. So you need to get both of those well opacified so it's somewhat of a challenge. And then when you have to read it, there's a larger volume to analyze. And just to go back to the part about timing, here's a nice example of a perfectly timed pulmonary embolism study. And you can see good opacification of the main pulmonary arteries to both right and left lung and the main trunk. But you also notice the lack of opacification to any degree of the ascending and descending aorta. And that's just perfect timing. Because you can see from this image, what happens is contrast is coming in, a nominate vein, SVC, SVC to right atrium, to right ventricle, to pulmonary arteries. And you have beautiful pulmonary arteries, but that's at the time the heart is not pumping blood enough to really give good opacification of the aorta. So it's all a matter of timing. And all of us who do pulmonary embolism studies really trigger off the main pulmonary artery, let's say at 220 to 240, depending on the scanner you have, to really optimize visualization of the pulmonary arteries. Same thing in the aorta. Here's a case we were looking for aortic dissection. There was none present. But what you can see here is when I'm timing for the aorta, again, typically triggering at a preset point, the pulmonary arteries are washed out. Now, you can wash them out uh, additionally with coronary CTA when you're giving a saline chaser so you can see the right side of the heart uh, causing less artifact and so you can visualize the right coronary artery. But even when you're simply doing timing, the point is that the patient's aorta will opacify, another example, optimally when the pulmonary arteries are washing out. And you can see, by the way, a stent, a broken stent in the pulmonary arteries. We can look at it a little bit more scientifically even. Here's a test bolus, and you can see the contrast in the pulmonary arteries, upper right, pulmonary arteries are washing out, and now the ascending aorta is optimal. So again, if you look at this chart, you can see that if you want the pulmonary arteries or you want the aorta, either one of those you want, you time things differently. And here it is again with a nice schematic. Every two seconds, we were looking for a triggering point for the patient's ascending aorta for coronary CTA. First few examples show you very nicely the pulmonary arteries. The pulmonary arteries start washing out. The aorta begins to opacify. And when the aorta is optimally opacified, the pulmonary arteries are washing out. So there is a challenge. And to meet that challenge, what you really would need to do would be to reconsider how you do things. And so when you look at this graph, 
you, you know something has to give if you want to be able to trigger and get both of the curves to match you can see nicely here there are several tricks one trick is just to give more contrast material so you continually opacify the pulmonary arteries and so instead of that curve dropping off as you can see in the schematic it'll stay flat and then when the aorta curve comes up you can have them both opacified so you need to do some tricks if you want to make it that we can see both the pulmonary arteries and the aorta and the coronaries in a triple rule out and so really what you're thinking about is you really need to perform two or three quality exams in one CT acquisition. Now, of course, doing the aorta and doing uh, the coronaries is a one examination, really. That's not a trick, but the other one does become a trick. So there's several solutions. One, people have tried to maintain optimal pacification. You increase contrast volume. Remember, coronaries are typically 70 to 80 cc's. Put it up to 130. Or some people have decreased the injection rate to lengthen the transit pacification time. Maybe inject 4 cc's rather than 5 or 6. But again, there you're sacrificing the height of the peak. Now, with newer scanners like the dual source, you know, with the, uh, the flash scanner, you can do a very high pitch value and scan very quickly, and so you just simply give more contrast, and then you get the study done very quickly. So I think with a newer scanner like that, it's a little bit easier to do that. I'll show you some examples. People have come up with all different techniques of split bolus with different injection rates from the first to the second bolus, the concentration from first to second. There are many ways of doing things, but you can see by the fact there are many ways, there's no one perfect way, and also you can see that increases the challenge of what you need to do. So let's take a look at the literature, okay? Several articles. Here's an article by Halpern, and this is one of the earlier articles looking to compare image quality of a dedicated coronary CT to a triple rule out. And you can see their protocol, they used a bit more contrast, 95, as opposed to 70. They looked at consecutive exams over a one-year period. You can see the technique here, and I won't go through that. And they tried to look and determine the quality of the individual studies, looking at the coronaries, aorta, and pulmonary arteries individually. And they concluded, actually, that you can do a good study. That vascular enhancement was adequate for diagnostic evaluation of pulmonary arteries in all triple rule out studies, but you can see from their numbers at least one coronary segment demonstrated suboptimal quality in 8% of exams. But again, they felt that this was not that surprising and not different than really a coronary CT by itself because in the coronary CTs, they had the same number essentially of suboptimal exams as you had in the triple rule out. So they felt it was good. And here was their protocol. Again, you can see this biphasic injection. In fact, beta blockers are critical because you need to look at the coronary arteries, but it was indeed doable. Another article by Charlie White at University of Maryland, they looked at a typical chest pain in low to intermediate risk patients, and they mentioned that a triple rule out may be the ideal thing to do, but they cautioned, of course, that it has a higher radiation dose, so you really want to be careful how you select the patients. So they said that in older patients with a low risk of lifelong radiation-induced cancer, this might be ideal when you have an optimal protocol. But in patients who are younger, uh, one would have to really think if this was the right thing to do. Now, in terms of quality, Charlie wrote another article which basically said image quality of triple rule out CTA is comparable to that of a dedicated coronary CTA, showing no statistical significant difference in motion artifacts or a pacification, and therefore may be alternative and a useful study in a select group of emergency patients.
And again, in this article, they had a 64-slide scanner. Again, 130 cc's of contrast, and you can see the different split bolus type injections. Another article, 2009 again, Schlerter, triple rule as a feasible in patients with suspicion of PE, reveals a wide range of vascular and non-vascular chest disease, and offers an excellent overall diagnostic performance. And again, this study was the first that really used a dual source scanner. So they were able to use a single um, volume of contrast at a fixed rate, 4 cc's, with some saline push, but not a whole lot. So again, they were successful. And finally, this article by Urbania, which also made the point that triple rule-outs can be done. But they made the point, and probably it's a good point that we all recognize, that the appropriate clinical use of these protocols remains to be shown by randomized control outcomes-based trials. That's hard to do, but really, uh, it probably is the right thing to do. Okay, what else? Well, 2011, there's been several articles, and I think these are well worth printing out and reading. Article by Curry and the group in uh, Baptist in Miami looked at coronary CTA and triple rule-out in the ER setting and tried to provide some algorithms for the effective use of these techniques. And they said, although they weren't great advocates of triple rule-out, it may be considered if additional suspicion of PE or dissection is present. So they said it was doable, but... It wasn't their ideal study. Yoon and Wan, also an article just within the last month, CT is used for the detection of the three most common life-threatening causes of chest pain, coronary disease, acute aortic syndrome, and pulmonary emboli. While triple rule-out can be very useful and potentially cost-effective when used appropriately, concern is written regarding the overuse of this technology. And again, that really is one of the big issues. You know, we all do lots of PE studies in the ER, and sometimes you argue, is it necessary? But you could imagine what could happen, the worst-case scenario, doing triple rule-outs in everybody with atypical chest pain. So again, um, who's the right patient? Perhaps this low to intermediate increased risk for acute coronary syndrome, and whose chest pain might be attributed to acute pathologic conditions of the aorta of pulmonary arteries. CT should not be used as a routine screening procedure. And that is indeed a very good point. And their concern, again, uh, it's a good study. It can be done, especially with newer scanners. But is it the right thing to do? And that's where the authors left the question. Now, there were two other articles that actually looked at numbers. Here's an article by Matter in the JCCT. In patients with acute chest pain, a triple rule-out resulted in higher radiation exposure compared to cardiac CT, but was not associated with improved yield, reduced clinical events, or diminished downstream resource use. And they looked carefully at 2,068 patients about 10% with triple rule out and about uh, the rest, 90% with cardiac CTs. And the composite diagnostic yield was 14% with triple rule out and 16% with cardiac CT and was driven by the diagnosis of COPD. So in their series, doing triple rule outs wasn't that helpful. It had a 50% higher dose, a higher incidence of subsequent emergency center evaluations, and more downstream PE protocol CT angiography. So it was not something they could recommend. Finally, something that was just recently published, this is from Mass General Rogers as the first author. They conducted a randomized trial to compare the efficiency of comprehensive CT examination in patients presenting to the ER with undifferentiated chest pain or discomfort or dyspnea. They divided patients into two groups where they would either get a, di a dedicated CT of the coronaries or a triple rule out. And their results, 
comprehensive cardiac CT scanning was feasible with similar results uh, to dedicated protocols in terms of diagnostic yield. However, it did not reduce the length of stay. It did not reduce the rate of subsequent testing or costs. And their conclusion, although triple rule out might be helpful in the evaluation of select patient, these findings suggest that it should not be used routinely with the expectation that it will improve efficiency or resource use. Very, very important statements. So where do we stand today in August 2011? Triple rule outs can be done. You need to learn how to do a good protocol, you need an experienced tech, and it's great to have a dual source scanner. Triple ruler can be done successfully in a select patient population where the differential diagnosis for acute chest pain is nonspecific, but suggests coronary or cardiac or aortic problems or even PE. So in the right patient where you really are up against the wall, you can't figure out what's going on, but you think it is cardiac related, it is a reasonable study to do, particularly in patients over age 40. Radiation dose is a consideration, but again, you need to do the right thing for the individual patient. I think at this point, however, the articles and the numbers suggest that triple rule out is not a routine ER study. It's not like a PE. It's not for everyone. And before you order one and you do one, you really need to think about whether indeed you need one. So I think it's a very good topic, and hopefully I reviewed it with you. Uh, again, looking at some of the literature, which is becoming a little bit clearer with some numbers by the last two papers I showed you, particularly that patient the articles by Rogers and Matter. And with that, I thank you for your attention. <music>